So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. Doesn't it feel like the COVID pandemic uh, started and even ended uh, years ago, right? It just seems like it was so far in the past. But as we all know, that started in March, essentially March and April of 2020. And over the course of the following year, the first year of the pandemic, a number of things happened. One of the most notable things is the advancement and the increase of people working remotely, people working at home. Why? Well, there is no other choice. In many municipalities, in many states, you know, office buildings were closed and they were trying to keep us separate from each other. Obviously, you remember the six-foot distance we were supposed to keep from each other back then. And so many companies opted, a lot of them uh, without really any major choice, to have their employees work from home because this at least allowed them to maintain some level of production and being able to keep moving forward within their businesses. But as we've moved away from the pandemic and the pandemic now has been officially noted by the Biden administration, I believe, as well as the World Health Organization as essentially being over. Yes, I know before any of you send me hate mail saying it's not over or we still need to mask up or yes, it's still out there. I get it. I get it. I know. There's still people with cases out there. But for all intents and purposes, the pandemic is in fact over. And as we've moved further and further away from the height of the pandemic, it has started corporations more and more really starting to think about whether remote work made a lot of sense for them. Most notably, folks like Elon Musk has said, both at Twitter and at Tesla, it's really simple. You're either going to come to work here to work or you're not going to work here at all. And that started some real consternation within that particular organization or those companies, but also within many, many other companies that started coming to the realization that they felt that the productivity that they were used to getting when everybody was in the office had diminished to some degree some more than others. And so more and more of these companies started saying, hey, we actually need you to come into work. In many cases, it was an all or nothing proposition. You've got to either come to the office to work or you can't work here anymore, just like Elon said in his companies. Other companies um, took a different approach and they said, you know what, we're going to allow a hybrid uh, type of approach where you can come to the, come to the office some days and other days you could work at home. Well, this caused a bit of upheaval, to say the least, amongst employees out there who had gotten used to not commuting, had gotten used to not putting those miles on their car. Some of them even got rid of their cars. They didn't need them anymore. Some people actually changed where they lived. They moved outside of the metro areas where they were, where their companies were located, in some cases to completely different cities or even different states. Some people even moved out of the country. 
Mexico City, most notably, had a massive influx of Americans during that time. And yet they were able to continue to work and do what they needed to do and what they were getting paid for. But as we've seen this shift go back towards working in the office, which is now being required more and more, it has caused a bunch of conversation and consternation for employees and prospective employees. Well, back in January of 2022, McKinsey, the great consulting firm, did some research as they're prone to do, and they found out some interesting uh, things at that time in terms of people's beliefs or their feelings about this particular subject. Now, you know what? I mean, not surprisingly, the conclusions that are drawn and the assertions that are made and the beliefs that are held are different from the organization side versus the employee side. But here's where all of this lands. And I think that it's interesting and it's worth some conversation. Um, First and foremost, you know, of all the people that are job holders in the United States, 58% at that time, the equivalent of 92 million people at that time were able to say that they they could work at home at least part of the time. 92 million people. So, That was a huge part of the population. Now, since then, that has diminished pretty tremendously. Um, At this point, I believe that it is less than half that number of people can now work at home. Among the employed uh, respondents to their particular survey, when given the option, if you could work at home, 87% said, absolutely, I would take my employer up on that offer. And many employers at that time in January 2022 were continuing to make just such an offer. But that's changed. Most employers today want you to show up at work. Now, again, and I'll get to it, there's a number of reasons why. And frankly, I believe personally that it really crosses the lines. of It goes beyond productivity. I think there's a lot of other reasons why it makes sense for most people to work at an office. I think it's actually greatly beneficial, but I'll get to that in a moment. The next thing that they noted is that most employees did want flexibility, um, but it really depended who got offered this ability to work at home really depended greatly on um, demographics. And it seemed like people in the U.S. who are younger, more educated, and had higher incomes tended to be granted more options than those who had a lesser education or lower income jobs. Now, we saw at the height of pandemic, even though everybody was supposed to stay away from each other and more people were working at home at that time at one point than working in an office, you know, those people on the front lines, um, thank God for those people that were delivering packages, working in the grocery stores, you know, working on the front lines, those were primarily lower income wages. Those people didn't have that same level of opportunity to work at home. There was no choice. So this is probably not surprising now since things have started to go back to a some degree of normalcy to where it was pre-pandemic, things have evened out a bit, uh, a bit since then. Now, another thing that was interesting to me is the social implications of working at home. And and I'd love to hear people's feedback on this, but 
you know, I did some research and 43% in a Forbes article was noted that 43% of people who are married said that they met their partner at work or through work, 43%. So, and especially if you think about it, younger employees that are out there in the workforce that are working in offices tend to develop great relationships, either friendships or beyond. Now, I get it. I know I'm not supposed to have inappropriate relationships at work. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I get it. But you know, and I know it happens. By the way, another interesting statistic was that 47% of respondents to that particular survey said at some point in their career, they had left a job just for the opportunity to date a colleague where they used to work. Something tells me that 99% of those that did such a thing left one job to date a colleague. My guess is they were guys, uh, not women. Women would probably be far, far smarter than that uh, and probably would be quick to realize, I don't know, they probably have other options. But uh, we tend to look at life a little bit differently as men. And so, right or wrong. Um, so I think that was interesting. But think of some other factors, too. If you're working at home, first of all, you're running the risk of working. I mean, you are working in isolation. Yes, I know you're on Zoom calls. Yes, I know maybe even some jobs. They literally have a camera here where the supervisor can see you all day, every day. I know a public company that I won't name does such a thing for their client experience people where their supervisor can see you and you're literally tethered uh, to your desk for that entire work shift other than going to the bathroom. But in addition to the isolation that you're going to experience, you know, you're probably not going to have the same level of internet efficiency or effectiveness at home. You're probably going to have distractions and disruptions. Maybe it's a pet, maybe it's a young child, maybe it's friends, maybe it's roommates. And in addition to that, there's going to be other issues such as how will your boss possibly know that you're more effective, more productive than anybody else that works with you in your department? How are you going to be likely to be able to advance in the same way as if you were to be sitting in an office where everybody could bear witness to your effectiveness, your productivity, your interpersonal skills, your communication skills, your client experience skills? It's not going to be able to happen the same way. So I happen to be of the belief that when you're working from home, while, yes, there are some advantages, I don't have to commute, I don't drive as many miles, maybe I don't even need a car, maybe I can move to a different city where it's less expensive, I get it, I understand. But the reality is if this is all about being able to advance your career, if that's important to you, if you want to move up in terms of your, 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 where you are, your, your uh, level of whatever profession that you're in, if you want to be able to be availed to promotions or increases in pay, it seems to me like working at home is going to not be the answer for you, certainly not the most effective answer for you. You know, if you value esprit de corps, working with other people, developing teamwork, having those interpersonal, those interactions, same thing, working at home is not going to get that done. And frankly, you could talk to anybody. You could be on a Zoom call all day long. It is not the same as face-to-face, not the same effectiveness, not the same impact. Whether you're dealing with a prospective client, 
a current client or somebody else that works with you in your organization. I mean, think about what you prospectively miss out on. Think about what you used to be able to do when you were all in the same office together, having those conversations, learning from each other. Think about this. What's the likelihood that another associate that you work with or a manager is going to be able to mentor you, coach you, guide you in the same way if you're working remote? Now, I bring this up because we are certainly experiencing a shift and it's kind of crazy. You know, one of the hardest hit uh, areas of our, of our economy is commercial real estate. Some cities are experiencing 50% vacancy or greater in their office buildings because we have people working at home remotely and also because of the fact that we've had the, the great resignation. We still have a whole lot of people that choose not to work in the traditional fashion. We still have more and more people, it seems like, that are opting for some type of gig economy or they've decided to take a shot at entrepreneurialism. And, you know, that's great. That's what's great about our country is that we have flexibility, we have options. But the reality is there is a big price to pay, in my humble opinion, not only from the social network aspect, not only from the teamwork, the esprit de corps, the potential for advancement, the impact positively on your career, the likelihood that you're going to meet great friends or maybe even a future partner at work. But in addition to that, it's directly contributing to the decay in the economy of many areas around the country. If you look at those areas where those commercial office buildings existed, I want you to also look around at how many small businesses don't exist anymore. Places that used to do a great business at lunch, gone, many of them. Shops that provided services or companies that provided services to those companies are gone. So I think there's a very significant price to pay. And don't get me wrong, if you have the ability to honestly be as productive at home, and frankly, if you ask 100 people, I guarantee you 95 would say, honestly, it's very difficult to have the same level of productivity or proficiency at home. But if you do, God bless you. Good for you. And if you have the ability to get that done and to continue to advance your career and you could do it without risk to your mental health, isolation, or any other aspect, work-life balance that people seem to be so keen on, good for you. But I would submit that it's time to go back to work as much as possible. If you can, if it makes sense, if your career is important, your income, your future, your advancement, your growth, your relationships, and potentially even your future partner, maybe, just maybe, it's time for us to get back to work. I hope this finds you well. Thanks for taking the time to join. As always, please leave a note, if you will, review. Good, bad, or ugly. I love them all, and I read them all. And if you take the time to download, subscribe, or share this episode, I'd really appreciate that as well. Until next time, I'm David Spizak, and this is The David Spizak Show.
You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens. Oh, 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 o